I know that Terminator has, in the background of its story, you know, it has science fiction and robot uprising and time travel, but what really makes the good movies good, of which there are few and increasingly swamped by sequels, is simplicity. So I know it seems like a contradiction in terms, but it's just being chased is frightening, being physically outmatched is frightening, and the thought of inevitable apocalypse is obviously really, really unsettling. And that's that, That's it. It's just nightmares. It's just scary nightmare stuff. You want it to be visceral and physical and not too fantastical, and that's what makes, you know, Terminator 1 and T2 really good and it's what makes Terminator 3 in my opinion not even gonna lie actually pretty passable got some decent set pieces and yeah we've moved on from there this is a franchise that I don't fully understand its longevity Terminator Salvation kind of seemed like a good idea until we saw it what are your thoughts get like you said the ratio gets ever smaller in terms of good to bad yeah we're now at what 33 percent unequivocally good which isn't a good place for any franchise to be at really really interesting franchise kind of changed the game helped to make arnold schwarzenegger made uh, james cameron james as well cameron, made everyone good cgi you know i think yeah like unfortunately you said like the the world has changed it's just missing something yeah this is terminator dark fate everyone's old <laughs> yeah everyone's um, old which wouldn't have didn't actually have to be a problem it could have been kind of awesome especially with Linda Hamilton, but yeah. yeah. As ever, age is a real chance for Paphos. Lots of nearly right stuff, but not enough. And sometimes sabotaged itself as well. I think we both Massively yeah, spotted so. a lot of those same moments. For some context, like James Cameron is back in control of the franchise after an inordinate time, I guess like, what, 30 years? He has made what is now the canonical sequel to Judgment Day. The the other mm. ones, while, while happening in the sort of multiverse, are all part of timelines that didn't actually happen. Now we have this. These are some pretty famous characters in the pantheon of film at this point, and uh, they, they have a thoroughly lacklusterous day out. <laughs> I think I think I think the thing that I found most bizarre about the context of this movie, you know, James Cameron, as you say, saying it's the canonical sequel to T two. Well, I suppose it's like it's supposed to be a wiping of the slate, a la Halloween, but this is kind of Halloween, you know, 2018's like evil twin. Because that was a great wiping of the slate where it took what was good about Halloween and then proceeded in an interesting direction that hadn't been pursued before. Whereas Terminator Dark Fate, a movie by the way, that we had loads of goodwill for. I did not walk excited. in cynically. You know, we've seen all of them but Genesis. Considering he was insisting on wiping the slate clean, all he did in this movie, in his eyes the third Terminator movie, in the rest of our eyes the sixth, was go over beats that had been explored in Rise of the Machines, Salvation, apparently Genesis, but in kind of, it, it seems even to me like in a worse way. And also kind of he seems to have amnesia for some of the themes that were really well explored in Terminator 2 because he explores them in a way worse way this time and also the characters who lived through T2 act like they, they never had that emotional growth. Yeah, I, I don't think he did his research, which is really strange when it's the things that you made and i can understand that some of it might get hazy especially when you've done so much in between mm. but you should probably go and revisit all you know all three hours i mean that's all you need to really go and absorb i don't think watching terminator 2 and then watching this film be a very yes. rewarding experience because i yeah because the characters would seem so disparate like i mean yeah it's just a big issue and and, and it's not the only issue by far the really lacking cgi for a film that again is known for its cgi oh yeah is awful i actually i actually thought we were like watching Watching a car advert when the film started like the film starts on like a beach scene with like a uh, like a almost like a, a doomsday-esque tank trap on a on a beach in guatemala 
mm. which doesn't make any sense to me because they're fighting machine like little robot machines don't yeah. get caught on tank traps but either way like they come out and they look so bad that i was just like oh this must be like a nissan advert like you know there's just gonna kind of cars gonna drive past as the fight happened it's gonna be like oh stay safe you keep your family safe in your in your car but no that was the film that was the actual film it was terrible even even in terminator salvation they use a lot of physical terminators and in terminator 2 you know in the in the flashback scenes of terminator 2 and terminator 1 they use physical terminators and i'm not being a dick here i'm not being a spoiled moviegoer this movie had the direct involvement of james cameron like did he not could he he's got them in his office he's got like terminator puppets in his office could he not have just you know just used a few of them it's just a metal automaton yeah i mean sh- he's shoot. got so much money and so much resource and again like the the authority of the author behind behind this mm. stuff because this could have been a really great piece and I, I think they even had like most of the puzzle pieces like they weren't they weren't denied anything like they had arnie they had uh linda Sarah, hamilton thank you sarah connor uh and um no problem they, yeah, they they ha- and you know they ha- I really liked Mackenzie Davis in this film actually. I think she's she's pretty great. I think she was being given some bum direction and resulted in some terrible lines, but I think overall mm. she looked the part. When she wasn't just a CGI puppet, then she was physically acting quite well. You know, she's that sort of like not conventionally attractive sci-fi heroine. Like I think she could easily be the next Sigourney Weaver. So like big big thumbs up there, but just like complete squandering of her and Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger in terms of like the dialogue and the plot that they've got to engage with and the and you know the action scenes that they've got to like work around. There are going to be some spoilers. We've been quite negative up to this point, but movie starts very strange. It basically sets up that we're following on from T two. Judgment Day has been averted, but oh no. John Connor gets shot by another Terminator that they were just sending back loads of Terminators. This sets up Sarah Connor as being this, you know, this character who had obviously failed in one regard, as in Protect Son, but succeeded in averting Judgment Day. That should be kind of the focus, but that's almost incidental, and I feel almost not even realised as being so obviously core to her character you know by david s goyer fucking idiot and then yeah we've got two terminators except one of them is actually an augmented person and a new john connor who's actually the new leader of a new resistance and it's also a new skynet and yeah i, I mean I, I guess the problem i had was that so mackenzie david i mean we've got sarah connor who is kind of squandered which we'll talk about later we've got arnold which is really bizarre momentarily good mostly bad in my opinion but Ooh. these new characters i'm i'm really interested in the new characters in theory but it's literally just a woman who is in no way developed you know john connor young john connor has oodles of personality and they really set him up as this kind of rogue and rebel i don't really remember any kind of character establishment going on for this new new person um she loves her he loves she loves her family that's the she yeah she's slightly critical of her father and brother disappointing character because it would have cost nothing in terms of screen time to flesh her out like she has loads of scenes establishing who she is she's i guess all they wanted to focus on is the fact that she's nobody but nobody's not that interesting john connor was just a kid you you know you kind of got the nobody aspect from that as well oh definitely yeah Mm. what what was she called she was called danny ramos she was kind of the the dead center of a movie the augmented half terminator that was sent back in time grace the problem i had with her is that i mean she just didn't she just didn't have any kind of plan she just showed up and kind of messed up we get sarah connor who's also says that she hunts terminators but herself doesn't seem to know so much about what she's doing and then they amble through the plot you know because she has coordinates tattooed on her gut and then they they just get pushed by the screenwriters from pillar to post until they accidentally resolve things um not even in the way that they intended and i just it was just really fucking tedious man i i keep forgetting but this is david obviously david escoya 
this famous curse is that he yes. perhaps he is the reason that it does feel so listless because I they they just sort of shamble onwards and and there's a real like dissonance I think between how competent these people are at fighting and how incompetent they are at any other part of the adventure logistics yeah exactly because like uh, uh, Mackenzie Davis is like quite an incredible fighter in this there's a uh, two scenes that stand out in mind where she uses a hammer and when she uses oh, this yeah. like hook and chain thing and she and she is like by margins incredible like it's even against the terminator who is supposed to be this sort of like where is this unrelenting force but yeah like you said like sent back in time with absolutely no plan or agency there's like invisible hand not even pushing them but just sort of like gently prodding them in a direction every so often yeah. no i completely agree i felt i feel like terminator in this just cheated like he he just uh, he just accessed drones and you know accessed the kind of global data network to spy on them and what I like about the first couple of Terminator movies is it's coming for you it will you know use everything at its disposal to get to you but you kind of it could be round the corner or it could be miles and miles away but in this it was just well he will eventually hijack a, he will eventually hijack a drone and then back he will be. And we will re-enter that part. I want to talk, yeah, with, with Linda Hamilton's character. I thought this was a great opportunity. When she first showed up, I was like, that's awesome. You know, she's like, Hunt Terminators? Like, fair enough. I mean, your son's dead. She just didn't make any sense at all. She said that she got text messages telling her where Terminators would be. She didn't know where they came from. It would be part of her kind of project to find out where they were coming from, to find out more, to see if it was a time travel thing, to see if there's some way to get John back. Just all the things you would assume if you lived in a time travel place. And then also, the movie never, ever has a negative reflection on the fact that now there's a different kind of Skynet. She just goes, ah, oh, humans, they never learn. It's like, no, you stopped Judgment Day at great cost and then lost your son, but now Judgment Day is going to happen anyway. Like, that that's a really emotional thing that the filmmakers could easily tap into and don't it just it doesn't seem to motivate her it doesn't seem to demotivate her it's just i just don't think that they got it yeah i mean and again i think it's david s goya like we've seen this so many times like he just doesn't understand how humans work and mm. he does he he writes he writes like an event but then and the event is fine because in his mind he's like films have events in them films have scenes in them but he doesn't think mm. of the ramifications of those events because yeah like there is so much Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger like should have felt in that film that they just didn't and I, I don't know why James Cameron signed off on this because if I read this I'd be like well this is missing large chunks of what <laughs> it needs to to you know because I know I think he's got the third writing credit I can't remember who the guy in the middle is but don't know how involved he was it was just so strange to me that this this was allowed because it seems like a waste of everyone's time some of the dialogue is terrible some of the deliveries are terrible if that's the best take you got from them then that's terrible. Like <laughs> she, she practically slurs, "I'll be back," and it's just like, w was that it? Could you have saved that for a different time? And then, if you're gonna do it, do it. And then there's that awful bit where she talks about getting blackout drunk every day, which could be great. Like that could be a really like poignant moment if it was delivered. Mm -hmm not just as like an addendum to her day like yep. like like she's just like laying out her schedule instead you could have maybe shown that she has a drinking problem that might have been fun yeah yeah you could have indicated that perhaps the uh, the emotional toll of being a temporal time hunter not fully processing the death of your son perhaps even in tangent with the fact that the apocalypse his death supposedly you know helped to prevent maybe I, again vague at best is still happening all while throwing in the, the man who assassinated or the robot who assassinated him yeah there's just so much to work with like this this franchise isn't doomed to be terrible and we know that because we've had two good ones and i do believe that a third good one genuinely good one 
unequivocally good one could exist. Would you, would you want to tell me where you fell on the kind of Arnold introduction into this movie? So I think I liked him more than you, judging from how what you said. So there's, I, I, I basically, and again, this is probably a poor reflection on the film because uh, it didn't suspend my disbelief, but I basically mm-hmm. like categorized every character into their physical performance and then their CGI action scenes. In terms of CGI Arnold, I was having a good time with him. I liked how he fought. And I always, because, well, ever since the end of Terminator 1, uh, the mm. Arnold model has always been at a disadvantage. It, when he, I like watching him fight the newer models, and I thought he did it well this time. I thought he had some brute strength to him that was very, uh, but like that, but sort of like that old and like honed version of it. And that worked really nicely. Mm. I really liked certain bits of his dialogue when he was in like actual Arnold form. And I quite like the family thing. The poor writing let it down quite significantly. Mm. And again, like just not developing it as much as it should. Like there was good ideas there. There was a robot who actually has no humanity, but was displaying the best aspects of it. And that's great. But uh, the film barely didn't even realize that that's what it was doing. That was the thing. Like it was it was too big a thing to just touch on. And as well, I thought it was a... See, I, did, I didn't fully dislike the family thing, but because I thought it was at times quite funny. And I believed somehow that he needs a job. And I believed him that he would become a painter decorator. Because it it's, just, it's kind I, of I like that. it's a robot's job almost. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, like, it was good because he... I mean, especially, and I think they should have done this more, like, they show at the end his, like, scanner vision mm. and 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 the fact that he sees, like, literally sees on, like, a different spectrum. And I was like, yeah, of course he'd be really good at the aesthetic eye. Like, he sees things in, like, objective truth. And the bit where he's talking about drapes, very endearing. Like, I like so that So that was my... He's my favorite moment of the movie, mate. Yeah, he's gained a sense of aesthetic, and and again, I like. I honestly wouldn't even mind his van falls off the off a plane at one point in one of the more ridiculous escalations in the film. Yeah, and I honestly wouldn't mind if he'd even lamented the van a bit because like oh yeah that would have been good that would have because yeah it's just you know it's a machine he uses to do his job i i have a feeling he'd feel a connection to that fan i really liked the character of carl i i thought that he deserved to be in a better film Mm. i thought the idea of a terminator that successfully does his job but too late to actually save the you know skynet is, is is great what he does that that, yeah. what he does thereafter even better and it, and you i would watch a film about just that I, I would watch like old man schwarzenegger a great topic for a film like what does the assassin robot do afterwards but yeah the, no it's um, got thoroughly squandered <laughs> i used to love terminator so much that i've actually thought about this before what you said it's like if it completed its mission what would it do would it just go and shut down somewhere i don't know but it's it's great and but the the issue is is that the concept of the terminator kind of learning some humanity was explored definitely not to this extent but at least more consistently in t2 so it's that thing i said again where sarah connor's interactions her really hateful interactions with this terminator I get why it's happening because like he shot her son but she did this she learnt the humanity it, it just completely zilches it makes T2 pointless because she had that when he first showed up in T2 and you know she didn't trust him and she didn't like him being near John and then at the end actually you know she came around and understood and they'd kind of come together now i know that it's slightly different in this one but it was often doing it in a way that didn't acknowledge that she'd already had this struggle yeah i just it was just it, anything that was ever good about it was undercut tenfold by the bad yeah for me. i mean given that this film is supposed to be the canonical sequel to t2 like it really just shits on the legacy of it like, yes <laughs> um it might as well you could have told me in fact it might as well be the canonical sequel to t1 like <laughs> for the amount that it uh yeah like you said there is so much to explore and like you said like terminator has always been about like unstoppable forces and chases but it's also just been about if you make a sentient killing machine how does the sentience and the killing machine reconcile with one another yeah there was so much to do with that it was and they just 
yeah, they just didn't. They again, I, I think they just rushed through it, didn't they? I guess that's what it was. It's just embarrassing because if this is like, no, sir, it's time for the original creators to take the reins. It's like, well, I'm afraid you actually made a product indistinguishable from if just some assholes picked up a Terminator Six. In fact, worse. Like this was so, this was like straight to DVD Terminator. I wouldn't recommend seeing this in the cinema. I and but I would say that when it's out invariably on Netflix or Amazon Prime next year, that you should probably watch it. And that's really poor because these are you know this is like Terminator is supposed to be a spectacle, it's supposed to be a big fun mm. spectacle. And as it stands, it's just the sort of thing I'd probably watch while about to fall asleep. <laughs> you know, it led it led in the field for action and science fiction. The action in T2 like I'm not exaggerating here it is unparalleled it's just it's just like am- amazing still because it's not it's not just about what they accomplished because I know that we might have more gizmos but it's just he, th- the thought that you put into the physicality of it it's you so know, weighty his... that's what I love about yeah. it and there's a couple there are a couple of moments in this where there's like the weight like the sledgehammer fight I thought like had the appropriate amount of weight to it that, mm. but like it's gl- it's glimpses and then it's gone and then suddenly he's flying all over the place almost and you crawling across a chain link liquid metal fence. stuff yeah. and all that yeah yeah just make a fucking big scary robot he is one of the weaker uh, parts like I said his power set is confusing mm. I would have much rather if it was just again a big robot like and it doesn't it can still be evolved like it can still have new tricks and gadgets and stuff keep it as fundamentally the the same like juggernaut unstoppable juggernaut I'm furious <laughs> yeah no I'm really annoyed it's um I honestly don't think we're probably I know, I know James Cameron obviously is spilling the obligatory sequel stuff, but I honestly yeah. think this is probably it. Like, I hope so. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger's old, Linda Hamilton's old, James Cameron himself is very old, Edward Furlong, despite being only 40, looks like he's nearly dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't think they've got another shot, and I think they really fucking blew it. I think we already touched on improvements. Continuity all over the place, like, I know yes. time travel continuity is obviously hard to do well and explain mm, succinctly. That being said, I think is the big fucking yeah, tag there. Exactly. Though, Aaron, no, exactly. Cause... That's what I mean. Because even then, you can do it so much better than this, and with such little effort. Like, and again, like you said, just a fundamental uh, inability to acknowledge T two. Like, if you just, and again, it needed to only be in text crawl the, to, to explain away the Jeff, death of John Connor and the, like you said, like the new Skynet and like the new robots and stuff and. There's just so much that doesn't quite fit. And I, I've obviously gone onto the internet, I've gone into the Heart of Darkness, and I've read nerds arguing about whether Dark Fate makes sense or not. And even they're not mm. sure. Like No one can agree as to whether this film is actually in any way temporally sound. The same problem occurred twice in this movie, and this is quite petty, but you know what? Fuck it. No, it's not, because they were, they were banking on me respecting the legacy of Terminator, and old Arnie says that after he killed young John Connor, who we saw was basically the same age as he was in T2, he then met a woman with a baby and then decided to raise that family. Right, so t- Terminator 2 is in what? what's from like 1991 yep. Ed, um, Edward Furlong in that is supposed to be bet- let's say between 12 and 16 years old probably not 16 I think he's younger than that I think he's between an article I saw put in between 10 and 13 so so there, there you go yeah he's tiny the kid when we meet him the kind of adopted son of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is still a teenager like it's been 30 years makes no sense whatsoever so much of this doesn't make sense because as well like danny danny ramos yeah. and her there's a there's a future shot of her and she looks identical despite the fact this is supposedly 2000 and i looked this up it's supposedly like 2019 and so in 2042 or no in, sorry in 2035 she looks identical despite the fact that an actual holocaust of humanity has been occurring not only does she look identical but she's she saves the 
young teenage Grace, again, who seems kind of like John Connor aged, who then survives into adulthood and is then sent on a mission by Danny. It's just, how, how long is this person fucking living? No respect at all. And I do honestly blame, like, I do think that this is nearly entirely the right fault of, like, the screenplay. Like, I, I would love to see the script. Mm. I don't know, I don't know if it exists. I haven't, I haven't checked. I don't think it probably will. Just, like, at the very best, it was, like, dre- like salad dressing to them. They were just like, this, no one's paying attention to this. But, like you said, like, unfortunately, respect for Terminator is a double-edged sword and what what you think people might be willing to hand wave they will actually think about obsessively i i will say uh, i mean just to dive one time more back into improvements as much as i wanted to like these new characters and as much as you know great grace could have been interesting half human half terminator by the way already did that in terminator salvation but whatevs yeah i think that the only way that the weighty parts of this movie could have been salvaged is it should have just been a movie about Sarah Connor and the Terminator that killed John Connor. I think the rest of it kind of weighed the rest of that down. Weighed down by the complete wrong things. Well, the complete yeah, the complete wrong legacies of the Terminator franchise. Well, it seems, I mean, <laughs> I know we talked a little bit about the future, but this, much like Terminator Salvation, is the planned first in a trilogy. Um, and much like Terminator Salvation, I would put loads of money on this bombing and that trilogy not happening I had, not just I didn't for the aforementioned I thought this was yeah, supposed yeah. to be the finishing of a trilogy I, I didn't realise that well, I can believe it though because again everything needs to be a free movie plan yeah, so does that mean no, are they going to do like a weird like like a five film set where it's both like a trilogy of one two three and then a trilogy of three four five is that the plan exactly. right now well that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's James Cameron's vision I mean obviously they pulled that they pulled McGee's Terminator trilogy because you know very few people apparently went to see Terminator Salvation, which is weird because me and all the cool people I know saw it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he says that he wants... It's much like with Ridley Scott saying that he wants there to be a new Blade Runner trilogy. It's like, where do you go with this? And James Cameron says he wants it to culminate with some kind of truce and reconciliation between artificial intelligence and humanity. And it's just like, it's not what this story is about, mate. And frankly, the end of this movie was just so like listless and kind of just it fell off the end of itself uh, listen mate i'm a nerd I, cu- I couldn't care less it won't be good and it probably won't happen yeah what I, a waste. I don't think it will yeah indeed what a waste i think is the thing and again i they i don't even feel that they particularly set up a sequel in this one uh, that, and that's the thing so it's not even like it's like a justice league or batman vs superman affair where they sort of like scuppered their own which would be fitting for david square where they like scuppered their own plans uh on the altar of like sequeldom yeah they just mm. they just sucked <laughs> and yeah I, I probably will show anyone who cares about terminator a choice few clips of, Ar- of arnold schwarzenegger talking because he's very charming i i completely concur with that so. i'm pretty much done on this one like i said i think it's time to f- yeah. time to forget <laughs> time to forget indeed uh, like, this, like, this is probably like uh sarah connor said drink to forget <laughs> one of the most forgettable movies i think i'll see this year really came out of a can miss it check out some of the choice moments on streaming or on youtube yeah we've been there'll be a good compilation i imagine um yeah, yeah very depressing but also don't worry about it because we'll always have terminator 1 and terminator 2 which i plan to rewatch if, if nothing else so that's good it made me remember what's really important in life which is terminator 2 judgment day <laughs> there you go <laughs> we've been checked for traps the meaning of life is terminator 2 judgment day thank you <laughs>